Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Right before we started recording this program, Mm -hmm. I received a notification on my phone. Oh. And now I'm in what I can only describe as a moral conundrum. And I'm sure... No, it's not the FBI, no. Oh. And it's also not somebody calling to tell me that there's a warrant in my name. That's also not happening. Oh, okay. But there is a thing that is happening that I'm just kind of like, huh, okay, What what's the call here? What's the call to make? Mm-hmm. I received a friend request on Facebook from someone who was already my friend on Facebook. Oh, I had one of those the other day. Yes. So, in other words, this person has deleted me at some point and is now adding me back. Is is it a guarantee that that is how it is or is it somebody spoofing their account? Well, no, it's actually them. I I'm looking at it cuz we have friends in common. Okay. And I look and I looked at that and they still have all of those friends in common. So it's like, okay, so you unfriended me, but not any of them. Or, or did you already add them as friends again? And like, like what? Like, the, either the person got a brand new account, or they unfriended me and are friending me again. But maybe it was a purely accidental situation. You know, like I've done that before, where I'm like scrolling through your account and accidentally press the, uh, I guess the like button. That's the one, right? The friend yeah, but button. Th- I feel like there's steps to unfriending people. You I, know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I, use yeah, it all that often. That's the thing. I don't really use. I don't use Facebook a lot. Yeah, uh, I'm. I've more. I've moved more into when I'm in the social medias. I'm on Twitter or I'm on Instagram, especially Instagram. So I, I'm not really on Facebook. So I'm definitely not unfriending people myself. I don't. Right, I, right. I couldn't tell you the last time I unfriended somebody, and I can tell you for a fact that I know that I did not unfriend this person. Okay. Because I blocked this person. Oh. Yes. So there's a so, troubled. There's a troubled past. Wow. Yes. So it's it's and it's it's troubled past for all the dumb reasons. Okay. This person likes to spoil movies. Oh, so yeah, I un- that's a that's a pretty good justification. I just silenced their. I didn't block them. I muted their posts. Is what I did. Right. Oh, so you stopped because you stopped following. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I st- I unfollowed them, but I didn't unfriend them. I'm still there. I I remember making this call, being like, "Well, like they just spoiled a movie that I was really looking forward to on the day of release, no less." So, do I unfriend them? And everybody I talked to was like, well, you must unfriend that person immediately. And I was like, that's too mean. Unfollow. So, <laughs> so I know for a fact that I did not unfriend this person, but they unfriended me or they got an entirely new account and they're adding me again. So, my moral conundrum here is, do I add them back knowing that they probably unfriended me at some point? Maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe they want to sell you an MLM. That's also happening. You know, that could happen, right? <laughs> when I, I think, lost... I think you got to add it back, Mike. Give it a week and just see see what happens. Right. Because that happened to me recently, actually. When I lost... The, when I made that post, my first post about how much weight I'd lost... Yeah. I got, like, people came out of the woodwork to start selling me MLM. So oh, I'm like, really? I'm like, are you serious? I've only Come been on. A, I've only been approached by MLM one time. 
I feel like it's more of like a female to female kind of thing, but yeah. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? It, yeah. It's just a, a whole bunch. I was just kind of like, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> especially from people like, you know, people who added me that I haven't spoken to since high school. And right. it's just like, hey, do you remember me? Yeah. Congratulations on your weight loss. Well, thank you very much. Also, would you like to try Vita Life? Like, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> no. Go away, please. No. Please. We're done talking now. Thank you. But anyway, okay. So your your advice is add them and see what happens. I, I think, yeah. Like a clear, uh, accept and see. Okay. Sort of such a situation. Okay. Yeah. We'll see if it goes, if, if I need to unfollow them again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Please report back next week on, on episode 53, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah. See, see what movies they spoil for me. But, <laughs> but from see. there, I was going to say, how, how are you doing? Ah, I'm doing well. I uh, just rushed up here from, not, I wouldn't, I don't want to say installing a closet, but installing a closet organizer. We, uh, we got one of those sets from Canadian Tire or whatever for the front uh, entranceway closet. Mm-hmm. And so now it is sort of, I don't know, we'll say three quarters set up. We have to get another part, but uh, that's my exciting life right now, Mike. Hey, closet I, organization. I know what that's like. We had to buy a closet organization system for William's closet because we had nowhere to put all of his clothes because he has a billion clothes. I'm sure you know children have. Yeah. An infinite amount of clothes. You have clothes that you don't even know where they came from. And yet they only wear the same five things over and over and over. Yes. And then you have the clothes <laughs> that are like, oh, this clo- these clothes are too small, but they still have the tag on them. And you're like, where did this even come from? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So What a waste. What a waste. It is. It is. I, I, I did have a bit of pause, I will say, when you said you were installing a closet. Because my first thought was... How do you install a closet on on a house that's already built? You know, like I oh. get how you would you'd make well, a closet. We can we can come up with like a sister podcast, like a Mike and Chris DIY. Because I'll show you how it's done, Mike. I how, did it to my upstairs. Yeah, my upstairs bedroom. I DIY'd a closet in there. So we'll we'll explain step by step. But so I don't think that this one? is the place. Okay, well that's what part time DIYers, full time dads. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> sister podcast. <laughs> but uh, no, what else is do we? Um, we got together with some friends over the weekend uh, for mm-hmm. like a little barbecue campout sort of deal. Mm-hmm. They rented, I don't know what you call it, like a gazebo or something at a park. And we cooked up some fajitas and all the kids had a good time playing with each other and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I found out an interesting fact about my nephew, my nephew Henry, Mike. Okay. Did you know that he can climb a rock wall? Already? Already. Wow. I, I am not. I am not joking. I am not sort of you know, uh, falsifying what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But at the park, they had like a little kid size rock wall. I'm going to say it was like four feet tall, maybe five mm-hmm. feet tall. Um, and he can climb it. My brother just sort of hovers in behind him and he has figured out how to get up there. And it is amazing to watch. I feel like that would also be horrifying because it's just like, if that kid can climb that rock wall, what else can they climb? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's going to be climbing out of the crib in no time. But it was uh, it was tremendously impressive. I was uh, I was dazzled. I can't even climb a rock wall. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> uh, but yeah, otherwise right. it was otherwise it was good. Uh, ben is starting daycare this week. Oh, really? Yeah, we're going to do a we're doing one day a week just to sort of ease him and I think a tiff to a certain extent into it. 
Right. You know, just to make sure he likes it. I don't think he's going to be one of those kids who, you know, walks through the door and then bursts into tears sort of thing. You know, he often will see other kids playing and then all he wants to do is race over there and play with them. So right. I think he'll be fine. But uh, yeah, so we're giving that a shot. So he's doing it one day a week up until November when he then starts full time. Okay. Do you think it'll be more of a he walks through the doors and Tiff bursts into tears situation? I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Until she gets home and she's like, wow, sweet freedom. <laughs> but we'll see. I think she's going to use the opportunity to uh, go to work on those days. Oh, you know, because I well, think we've discussed in the past. She's on mat leave, but it's only like quote unquote mat leave. Um, right. Because she still answers emails and that kind of stuff. Um, she's so, a VIP at that. Yeah. That company, VIP so. at that factory. Right. Like, mm-hmm. the, like the song. Um mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so she'll be probably doing meetings and work days that day, but uh, maybe not. Might be a vacation day, too. We'll see. What um, what song is there about VIPs at factories? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I feel like there should be one. It rhymed it pretty well. <laughs> Just like, what? what song are you talking about? The only thing I can think of is, do you remember the song OPP? No, no. Because there's a part in the song OPP, which is a naughty by nature rap song from the early 90s that goes, you down with OPP, yeah, you know me. And that's the only thing I could think of because OPP instead of VIP. And then, yeah, you know me is at the factory because <laughs> that's how you said it. We, so, we we had like a childhood song or not childhood, but like I'd say like an elementary school song. It was like, I'm a VIP in my family. And, oh, I yeah, see. So that's kind of where I was going with it. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know that song. I do no, not. No, I'm sure it was just one of those like classroom songs or something like that, right? Yeah. It's like some guy, you know, figured it out one day and they're like, we're going to steal that and use it forever. Yeah. We're going to use it. This is grade two forever. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, daycare and then he's starting gymnastics this week. So he'll get all rough and tumbly and everything. Oh, gymnastics. Is he going to do the um, the double rings? I could see Ben doing the Iron Cross. Couldn't you? <laughs> if there's any one of our kids who would be up there doing the Iron Cross, I feel like it'd be Ben. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what what does kids' gymnastics entail, I wonder? I, I think it's pretty much just uh, like somersaults and, you know, jumping into foam pits, like that kind of stuff. He has to do the, I guess, I don't know what they call it. They're not grades, but levels. So he has to go ahead to the walking level now, because obviously he is walking. So maybe that would be a little bit more advanced than the baby one. But I remember my goddaughters did it, and it was literally like, here's a balance beam that's exactly one inch off the ground. And then they walk along the balance beam and then jump off or something like that. I think it's just getting them used to the idea of all this stuff. Right. When does the pummel horse get introduced? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe level three. I I don't know. (laughs) It depends. Is the coach a Russian coach? Could be right now. It could be. Yeah. Ex-Soviet Union. Yeah. Lagos, what is it? The Simpsons character? <laughs> yeah, Lagos. You That's get exactly what I'm back. picturing in my head, yeah. but I can't think of the name. Yeah. Every cat's back for everyone. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So what's uh, what's going on in your family, Mike? Anything well, exciting? Well, we talked last week about how William, in his desire to see Banjo, pulled himself up a stair and has pulled himself to his seat. 
And uh, you asked me then if if he'd actually, you know, done it again at all at home without the use of banjo or a, an 8x10 of banjo. Right. And he had not at the moment, but he has now. He's been pulling himself up to his feet. And actually, just before I came in here, uh, well, maybe an hour before I came in here because we put him to bed and everything, he was, I was sitting on the stairs and he started pulling himself up the stairs to try and get to the my pajama pants because oh uh, nice yeah yeah i'm wearing my pajama pants already because um tonight's garbage night and i kneeled down in a pile of cat puke by accident and i'm like i'm not putting on real pants again it's pajama <laughs> pants <laughs> i'm done i'm committed to the home life now yep i'm done i'm not going outside again <laughs> Uh, well, good for you mike you know yeah, you gotta take a stand on certain things you believe in and i'm glad you picked that one <laughs> yes no more pajama no more regular pants pajama pants for the rest of the night so there you go that's that's what's up for with with him i mean otherwise like, he's doing his usual thing he's a happy boy i know he's got a class tomorrow with actually with ben ben they're going to some some class tomorrow I, Laura explained what it was earlier, and the only part of it I can remember is that the moms get to socialize before and after class. And yeah, it's uh, it's like an arts and literature class, which yes. sounds super fancy, but apparently it's just like, here's a crayon and some paper, and you know, here's some words. Learn how to do words. That's my understanding. Or it's storybooks. Right. Like, they do like story time and everything, so... Well, that's good. And then yeah. from there, it's also about like socializing with other kids as well, too. Yeah, that's from important. That's well, important. yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, William's been, he's done other classes, though, hasn't he? I was going to say, he's he did, done a bunch with Ben before. Yeah, he did that Mother Goose thing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So he's seen that kind of thing before. Yeah. But this is another one that, you know, of course, why not? Arts and crafts? Teach my kid arts, because I like arts, you know, yeah. that we can do arts together, and I can critique his, his work. <laughs> That'll go well. Oh man, you know what? Though it's gonna be great because you know what my favorite thing is about like going to the county fair is going into the exhibit where it's all the children's drawings and then making fun of them. Oh that is, yes, that that's right. is my favorite. I love doing that at county fairs. And you might think I am a terrible person for going to county fairs and making fun of children's drawings, but remember this. They're terrible drawings. So, <laughs> you know, if they didn't I don't know if get that saves of, you from that there, Mike. Or not. I don't think anything will save me yeah. from that. I mean, hey, some guy wrote a book about terrible children's drawings where all it was was him making fun of them, and it sold a million copies. So, I mean, if anything, I'm in good company. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But speaking of good company, without being Beetlejuiced into existence, uh, we've received a letter from uh, Nikolai our fan who likes to send us you know long letters but uh, i don't think this is i don't think he's going for his record for longest letter in this episode but he he did send us he did send us a bit of an update on something that is a bit of a in your face on yeah, one hand i would say so that's how i read it yeah it's very much an in your face if you could have a a, a a written crotch chop i think that's what it would be <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, I, you know, part of the outro of this show is tell us what we said was dead wrong. And and Nikolai went to great lengths to tell us what we said was dead wrong. <laughs> like, start, start that email, Mike. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is what he had to say, because this is episode 52, recall, so that he starts us off with, Hi, dads. Happy first birthday. I can't believe it's been 52 episodes already. 
Well, the tradition for me is to be Beetlejuice into existence. I felt it appropriate to simply reach out on this momentous occasion and join the celebration. Oh, and something else, perhaps some would consider a bit more nefarious. I'm sure by now you have noticed a large sum of money has been donated to your extra life account. Yes, I did notice this because you told me to watch out for it. You evil mastermind, you. <laughs> no, you are not part of a money laundering scheme. Or he didn't add this. I'm adding this. Maybe, you know, a friend from a prince from Nigeria is trying to, to help us out by donating a small amount of money. And then we donate it back to him and. And then we'll get 10 times much. You know how that works? Right? Yes, absolutely. Western Union must do, yeah. Normally, I would not take credit for donations for such important causes. My own son was in the NICU for two days, but I can appreciate the need for supporting them. I did claim this, this time for one reason and one reason alone. And I want to be clear that while this was not my original intent, I had originally planned to purchase 9.8 graded copies of first appearances of William Stryker and the first appearance of Ben Riley as birthday presents for your sons. This seemed more of one of those good moments that would provide me with the ability to prove to you once and for all that modern comics can be worth money and more specifically X-Men number one. It feels like just yesterday when X-Men number one was deemed valueless by both of you. To be fair, I feel like I just told you it was valueless and you agreed. No, I don't know anything about comics. <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm guilty by association. You here. were just like, profiled. sure, yeah. whatever you say, Mike. <laughs> I finally recall typing a very long email in the middle of the night, which is what Nikolai is known for which explained simple economics theory and of supply and demand that uses funnels in the comic market. I believe I even recall that I mentioned this in my last correspondence with you both, that there indeed was a moment in these funnels. And now this time to reap the rewards of a $5 investment. Yes, five Canadian dollars has turned into a donation to the both of you playing your video games all day. But ultimately, don't thank me. You can actually thank the Internet. So now we get into the economics of how his $5 became a large donation to our Extra Life campaign for charity for Mac Kids, which, you know, extra-life.org slash participants slash part-time full-time if you want to donate yourself. We'll, we'll get into better promotion of that at some point in the future. But some might ask how this can be done. Some may not care. I feel like that's you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, I have outlined the path I have taken. X-Men number one, five times one dollar. Five dollars turned into twenty-five dollars. Twenty-five dollars became X-Men number four twice. X-Men number four times two became fifty-eight dollars. Fifty-eight dollars became spawn number one five times, ten dollars each, and spawn two hundred and seventeen times two at four dollars each, which became three hundred and twenty-three dollars. So eventually, all of this trading became a, a large sum of Canadian money. Um, this is something unlikely replicated, as this is likely the result of Spawn approaching the record tying and breaking 300 and 301. People are searching to fill in issue run gaps and are overpaying. I only caught on to the upward value trend because I collect Spawn, but I'm glad I did. I can't wait to hear what the upcoming year will bring. Congrats on the huge milestone. P.S. I'm being nice because the last episode you besmirched the name of Mark Spector and his upcoming TV series, and that usually would upset me, which is why I've yet to purchase a t-shirt. So, 
<laughs> I don't remember besmirching Mark Spector. I don't I either. I'm going to have to pull up this uh, I seem to remember being excited for, for Mark Spector in the Moon Knight TV show. But, yeah. but perhaps it was just something I said in the wording when I, I, I besmirched Mark Spector. I don't know. That's but, true. But I'm excited for a Moon Knight TV show. But yeah, so there's a lot to unpack in there. First of all, apparently I was very wrong that uh, X-Men number one could not be turned into any sort of value. Although, in a way... In a way, am I right? Don't try to justify it, Mike. Well, I mean, he only turned... He, he got five times in, value. Five times true, value but is he very good. <laughs> but he didn't get that much... I, I, I guess. He did get five times the value. If, you are if he, instead of buying five, if he would have bought, I don't know, what, 20? He could have done it. <laughs> okay well yeah, don't fight yeah. the math mike don't fight okay the math. i'm not gonna fight the math i'll never question i'll never question the value of x-men number one again i guess so there we go i've i've been put in my place yes. and additionally it's not outlined in his email but he also called me out on saying 53 weeks is an anniversary 52 weeks should be an anniversary which is also something he wrote in his email here now i want to get into that well again, first but, but first we should also thank him for the sizable donation that he oh, did yes. make to the charity. This is also true. Yeah, that, that's probably a lot more important. <laughs> I mean, I thanked him in person. Well, not in I, person. You, you strike me, Mike, as someone who doesn't thank people for when they give you gifts. I said thank you when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he told well, me. Now, now I'm going to see if you sent me a wedding thank you or not. I, You know, there might be a trend going on here. I, I am fairly certain I did. <laughs> But don't look for it. (laughs) (laughs) Then I might be proven a liar or wrong anyway. Anyway, Thank you, Nikolai, for the donation on behalf of both Mike and myself. Yes, and we're and and also on behalf of Matt Kids as well. But yes. (laughs) Now now you may proceed, Mike. Getting back to to the year discussion. I thought about this some more, and as much as there was there's the whole argument over whether fifty two weeks is a year or fifty three weeks is a year, it doesn't kind of matter in the long run because our our show is kind of a had a weird start so it doesn't exactly fit into a year where do you want to count a year is is the question because if if you want to start counting a year do you count a year from the first time we recorded an episode which would have been september 6th or 7th i can't remember the exact date of last year. That would have been the first episode we recorded. Well, first four. The first four yes, episodes I was, were all I was done actually, the same day. I was going to say we recorded the first episode that day, as well as episodes two, three, and four. But episode one, two, and three released on the same day, October 1st of 2018. So anyway, you slice it, we're not exactly at at this year. You're like We, we either are at the year or we're not there yet. So where do we count it from? When we started recording the podcast or, or when we started airing the podcast? I feel like we've because it's an episodic episodic podcast, we've got mm. to do it from when it was recorded. So I feel like it's that September date that you threw out. That's that's what I would say is the true anniversary. So you think we've already passed the anniversary? Yeah, I think technically. I mean, we're still celebrating it next week, but uh, I think technically. I think what we'll do is we'll just pick a birthday going forward. There's a, a birthday date for the podcast, and that's I, what we'll celebrate. Part of me likes the, the birthday of October 1st, 
because it's a definite, easy to remember, you know, date, October 1st. All right. Well, and, that's what we'll and, do after this year. It'll be the now, October 1st celebration. It's the true. So perhaps we'll celebrate on October 1st, one year <laughs> of the podcast after all of this. But either way, we're still going to do that that thing that we talked about in previous episodes about doing something special for episode 53, because we've kind of telegraphed that, that we were going to do it, and some people have already figured out what that is, and I don't really feel like kicking the can down the road a few more weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to call October 1st the anniversary, but we're going to do our anniversary special next week. Yes, so, absolutely. Absolutely, yes. Mike. And... Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's that all f- yeah. that fun problem problem solved. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna wipe my hands of this discussion. <laughs> we will never discuss it ever again. Yeah, October first is the official birthday of this podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. now, <laughs> now what, Mike? Now, now that that's over with, I mean, there's a lot of things that we could be talking about. I don't know. Perhaps we go to something that we haven't talked about in a while, and that would be the world of wrestling. Or do you not want to talk about? It? Yeah, but yeah. do you not want to talk about that? No, I do want to talk about it. Oh, okay. You just I just thought, so quiet I, I, I heard world wrestling, and I'm like, okay, what's the last word? Oh no, I just said the world of wrestling. Oh, the world of wrestling. Oh, yes, okay. which All could right. be very different things. You see, I mean, we could be talking about AEW as well, but we're not. We're talking about WWE. No, I know. Be- because I, I missed a- the AEW pay per view. I wanted to watch it so bad. You know what, though? You know what? Let's talk about AEW for a second, because I okay, didn't sure. watch it. I didn't watch it either, but I am absolutely loving this little bit of the bubbly meme that's going around like crazy because of Chris <laughs> yes. Jericho. I know. Um, it, it was so good. Everything about this pay-per-view just seems to be uh, endlessly memeable. You know, like that, obviously, there's a lot of the bubbly stuff going around, and yep. then the fact that the title was stolen. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> title being stolen too. is is amazing. And my favorite part of that entire thing is Jericho does this whole thing after the title belt gets stolen, 100% in character, does this video of himself sitting in a hot tub, wearing a scarf and a hat, and and he's just like, ah, oh, here I am in my hot tub at my palatial estates. Uh, <laughs> and and then he's like, I'll just pour myself a bit of the bubbly. And he pours champagne in a glass and then puts the glass down and drinks out of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, he's still got it. He's what, like 48 years old or something yeah, like that? Yeah, he, he's, he's killing it. He knows, he knows how to get anything anything over i mean he got a clipboard with you know a list on it over he he got the word it over i mean he can he can do it he can get everything over yeah so so did you obviously we didn't watch that pay-per-view um but did you get any of the spoilers and stuff like you know who won the championship obviously yeah Yeah. i guess i mean we've sort of mentioned that it was jericho yeah that's right did you agree with that do you think he should have won or do you think it should have been hangman page I think it was should be Jericho. Jericho is like the top heel in the company, and he's the biggest name in the company, and they're about to have a big TV deal happen. So, you know, what better way to get their name out there than have, you know, the most recognizable guy on the roster to, to people who might not be, you know, following everybody who's been there on the indies and stuff, like... Because there's a lot of fans who are like, oh, man, I've been following the the elite for years. But there's a lot of people who haven't. 
And to those people, Chris Jericho is a name that they recognize. And having him be your champion going into the premiere of your television show is a big deal. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I know there was a small subset of people who, you know, were, were poking at the fact that his age and it's not realistic that he beat, you know, Paige, who I think is like 30 or something like that. But right. I agree with you. I think the star power is the best way to kick off their show because they start airing a weekly show uh, October something. I don't remember the exact yeah. date, but on TNT. And I think in Canada, it's going to be on TSN. Is it really? It's, I, I get I TSN. It might be TSN. It might be oh Rogers still, but I could have sworn it was TSN. I might be able to actually yeah. watch We'll it. have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. No, I'll be excited for that if I can actually watch it. Yeah. Because I, I can't watch any of the WWE stuff because right. it's all on channels I don't get. But so. but talking about WWE, have you yes. heard, Mike, that Ric Flair is suing the WWE? I have heard this. Yeah. Over Over... The word man. Yeah, or, or being the, man the man moniker that Becky yes. Lynch has uh, sort of taken over and is running with very successfully. Yes. Um, and what he's claiming is he's very happy that she's using it and thrilled that it's working out and he loves her and all that kind of stuff. But he claims that he is the one who invented the whole, you know, the man persona, you know, which I, I could agree with, I guess, to a certain extent. And so what he wants is royalties. Uh, you know, a certain cut of, I guess, her sales or some sort of, you know, payment or whatever, whatever like that. So we'll see uh, how that kind of plays out. But what was interesting is, uh, I don't know if you go on Reddit often, Mike, but um, mm-hmm. somebody has done the legwork and has determined the lineage of the man. Right. So Because the phrase is, to be the man, you have to beat the man. That's right. And at some point or another, Ric Flair has been beaten by someone, so someone else has become the man. Yes, exactly. So what they've gone through, and they've, they've treated it like a title belt, basically, and they've gone through the entire history of the man, you know, using it as a belt, starting all the way back in 1985, all the way to today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole list, Mike, because... My God. <laughs> it's a lot. It is it's, a lot. Yeah. It's extensive. It's extensive. So who do you think? Did you see this actual thing? I went through the post. I okay. love that like in the mid 2000s, it just jumps around the mid card for a while. I yeah. forget how it, how it ended up there. Like who was the person who beat somebody to get that title run, running around there. But for a very long time, like it's running around like. Like obviously, what? it's 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 funny because there's these are people who are big names now, but at the time nobody cared. Like Kofi Kingston, who's the current WWE champion, at that time was not you know like the big guy. So him having quote unquote this title, I mean he didn't have it. Like they weren't that's, talking about it. That's right. At well, at one time. point, Spike Dudley was yes. the man. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which, which is, is so stunning. F- yeah. And then I remember he he had it and Kofi Kingston gave it to Drew McIntyre and Drew McIntyre now is like the Scottish psychopath and all this crazy stuff. At the time he was in three man band and like oh, they yeah, were a, a joke. Complete joke. Yeah, absolutely. Complete joke. So it's it's funny to see that it bounced around the mid card for a while. What I was not expecting was to see that 
Alberto Del Rio became the man, and then Edge beat him and then retired, becoming the man and retiring the moniker forever. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's what I was going to say. In 2011, the man title officially retired with the Edge retaining. But what was kind of cool, and, and Tiff was the one who brought this up, was that Becky and Edge had a little bit of a run-in, was it, I guess, earlier this year? Kind of pre-WrestleMania? And yeah. so Tiff's logic was, well, obviously they can't fight because, you know, Edge's neck is a, you know, a, a piece of glass. But, you know, that the, she says that Becky kind of won that verbal battle so that mm. Becky in turn took the title from Edge. And now Becky is him. legitimately the man. There you go. There yeah. you go. We've solved it. We've solved it. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, that's. That's pretty cool. I never would have ever thought to sort of trace down this and, and to have it actually potentially circle back to Becky is is fascinating. So what we should do now is we should post that in the Reddit thread and then we'll have solved all of the problems and then we should get royalties for figuring that out. Yeah. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Taking credit yeah. for somebody else's hard work, which I'm oh, sure took an uh, hours. I'm sure it took absolute hours. Oh, I'm sure. I do laugh though, because like this, that whole situation with Ric Flair and the WWE, like you gotta think, like, hey, I'm taking you to court over this. And they're like, oh, awesome. I'm glad you're taking us to court. I'm sure WWE has a, has a reputation for not being very friendly to people who are very litigious to them. So I, I could see them not wanting to be very respectable with Ric Flair. But at the same time, how do you not be respectable? It's Ric Flair. At the same time, Triple H is one of the heads of the company, and they're like best friends. Part of me thinks that's why is because he's like, oh, I'll just call up my buddy Triple H. And Triple H will be like, yeah, I'll hook you up. But from what I've heard, like even his daughter is like, what are you doing, dad? Stop it. Like, Yeah, that's it's what weird. I, re- and, I read. And Ric Flair is on the payroll, I think, as a uh, a pity play. You know, because even though he's made millions and millions of dollars over the years, he has not been particularly wise with his money. Right. And it's my understanding that they kind of like shoehorn him in a little bit in order to give him cash. And, you know, as like, a, you know, like you said, a, a nudge, nudge, here's a favor, you know, don't yeah. mess up again sort of situation. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird that he's uh, he's clamoring so badly at that. But at the same time, he's also had a massive resurgence in popularity, I feel. It's true. I mean, like... like it, gets, it, at least in the pop culture world. Like, not necessarily even in WWE, but... Oh, that's true. Like, rappers talk about Ric Flair money well, and stuff like that. I mean, he uh, he helped open up the Tie Cats. Was it earlier this year or maybe last I, yeah, year? Yeah, it yeah. was this year, yeah. Yeah, like he he was opening at, at the Hamilton Tiger Cats for some reason. I remember watching that promo that he did where he's like, I'm coming, Hamilton Tiger Cats. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, who thought this was a good idea? It was just really surreal seeing him like in a Tiger Cats jersey being like, Hamilton, I'm coming, baby. Look at my rings. Like, like just like, <laughs> like yeah, it's a, who let the old man out of the uh, the old folks home here? Yeah, chances are he went on the field and made like a really weird speech. Oh, I, absolutely. I, I did not go. One hundred percent chance. Are you uh, still keeping up to date with WWE in general? I I have not been as good as I 
have been in the past, so I'm a little behind. I like you mentioned that there's a pay per view coming up. That's right, and I don't even know. I didn't even know that, that was coming up. Oh yes, yeah, so no. Right. This weekend is the Clash of Champions, Mike. Is this weekend? It is this week, the fifteenth, I believe. Oh yeah, that's wow, what I Sunday really is right. Fifteenth. I really didn't know then what was going on. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the card right now, and you know. There's nothing that's really jumping out at me. I think the only one I'm super, I'm, I'm very excited about is Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks because Sasha okay. is finally back from her sort of hiatus, whatever exactly it was. Um, but she's back with a vengeance and has been uh, white hot since she's come back. That's that is something that I've seen is that she's back and that Bailey was uh, is has finally turned heel. Yeah, and she turned on Becky and. And beat her with a chair or whatever it was. I, I wonder if they'll make her like wacky inflatable arm men with like an evil mustache or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No hogs allowed. Yeah, that's right. It'd be like the Daniel Bryan no, no, no instead of the yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. But yeah, like there's nothing really that's that's that interesting to me. I mean, there's Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman, which I feel like we've seen before. And right. Kofi versus Randy Orton, which is just guaranteed to be a stinker. And well, they, they, they battled to a no contest last time. I, what was it? SummerSlam? Yeah, it was SummerSlam. Yeah, it must have been SummerSlam, yeah. So I guess this is the, you know, the rubber match where it's like, we'll actually have a winner this time because people just booed that shit out of the building when, when there there was a count out, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so for me, like I I completely respect what Randy Orton has done over his career. You know, he's had about like a twenty year career or something at this point. Yeah, but God, his matches are so boring now. It's just you just wait. It's like when's the RKO coming? Okay, great. That was the highlight right there. Just be happy you missed the the because you didn't start being a big wrestling fan until maybe like 2013 2014 if i remember I was gonna say like 2013 yeah be glad that you missed the golden era of orton versus cena for the title because that was like every pay-per-view for years was I, just I, some variation of orton cena for the title they'd be wrestling for the world championship they'd be wrestling for the the wwe championship every so often like i i can't I couldn't even tell you. Somebody, somebody did similar to the the man compilation. Somebody did a compilation of every time Orton has fought Cena, and I think it's like into the thousands. Like, really, with the number of Damn. matches we've had. Yeah, and then they're both such formulaic wrestlers too. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I can, I feel like I can picture the match in my brain without even having to watch the thing. I'm gonna Google this just because I think that it, it's a, it's a ridiculous thing. What, what are some other matches? That are happening. That are kind of... Well, I mean, I can run through it. I mean, there's Bailey. Is The Fiend going to be there again? It doesn't say, but I mean, The Fiend might just show up, right? You never Mm. know with The Fiend because he's he's his own man. But yeah, so there's Bailey versus Charlotte. There is Seth Rollins versus Braun, Kofi versus Randy, the Cruiserweight match, which who cares? Tag team is The New Day versus The Revival. Mike, what is your opinion on The Revival? Because I, I look online and everybody says the revival is so amazing and they're being, you know, mistreated and misbooked and whatever. But every time I've watched their matches, I'm so bored out of my mind. Like, I don't understand why everybody loves them so much. I remember that they were a lot better in... NXT? NXT, yeah. But even when they were in NXT, they were outshone by American Alpha, you know, rest in peace, and... um 
you know, DIY. Like, to me, they were the worst of all of those ones, too. So maybe I'm just missing something, but... Or I'm not, like, smirky enough. Right. Uh, what else we got uh, here? We got uh, Nakamura versus The Miz, and then Alex... Or Alex Bliss. <laughs> Alexa, Alex Bliss. Yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. So, I don't know. Like I said, the only one I'm really looking forward to is Becky versus Sasha. Good times, good times. So, up until 2014, you're going to be like, wow, that's uh, that's a much larger number uh, than what you said. (laughs) So, oh, not larger, but much smaller. Much smaller, okay. Let's hear it. Much smaller number. I found an article, and I think this is the article that I was was thinking of, but it's from 2014. So, 2014. So, they, they... they had to have had at least a few extras on this this list. But as of 2014, John Cena and Randy Orton have wrestled each other in televised matches. So pay-per-view and TV 315 times. Damn. And what does that start from, you said? Or did you say that's that? from like their that's their entire careers. So when did they both kind of roughly come on the scene? Like 2004? Early 2000s. It was like 2000 and trying to remember when i started watching again because i remember john cena showing up not too long after brock lesnar did because that's when they were like no it's the ruthless aggression era which was like right after wrestlemania 19 wrestlemania 18 i think was 2002 so 2003 we'll say 12 12 years yeah 11 years something like that yeah so i mean i obviously cena doesn't wrestle as much as he used to but I feel like they've had to have had a few more matches since then. But 315 is a fair amount. Yeah. I think I feel like the thousands thing was like, yeah, somebody had done a list worth like house shows. I was like going to say, like I, I mean, house shows. how many they do what? Three house shows a week or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I can see them being the main events of those ones, too. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it was like a thousand. Yeah. Either any way you slice it, that's still too many times. Like, <laughs> it's a match that. That every I remember every time in the last few years that it was like oh Cena versus Orton everyone just like rolled their eyes like <laughs> yeah, oh like, really oh great yeah I wonder what's gonna happen does it have their Sweet. win loss records in that thing yeah I'll pull it up I have um, to feel I I feel like Cena must have won three quarters of the matches probably or was Let's Orton see. I guess Orton was more of a beast back then right back in the day so this is again with the this is the three fifteen a number in twenty fourteen. So, of that, John Cena's win-loss record against Randy Orton in televised matches is 12-7. to 12-7? Over 300 and some matches? That's, hold on, what? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, here, here's the, this is the, the 203, 203 wins, apparently, John Cena. Damn. Okay, yeah, so kind of two-thirds to one-third. He wins 67%. Yeah, yeah so... Nice. Yeah, 203 wins, 41 losses, five no contests. That's the that's the number, is what is is said. So Damn. that's a lot. That's a lot of, of, of wrestling between those two guys. But, uh, hey, so are you planning on watching that this weekend, then? I think so. I don't, okay. I don't think I'm doing anything. Maybe you guys can come over again. Maybe we can. Yeah. Maybe we can. And uh, I think on that note, I don't have anything else to talk about. So no. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna just close it up, gonna, Mike. Just close, just it, close up. it up. Just give close it, it up. Give it a go whenever you're ready. All right. Are you ready now? 
No, I'm not ready oh, yet. Okay, all right. Now I'm ready. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and your favorite podcast listening service. If you want to get a hold of us to let us know any helpful tips, tell us what we said was dead wrong, or concoct a months-long plan to tell us how badly wrong we were, you can send an email to the dads at Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I am Chris. And I'll talk to you again soon. I'll also talk to you again. No, you won't. <laughs> That's why I said all instead of we. <laughs> you said, and I'll talk to you again soon. It's like, wait I a know, second. I know, I know. Wait a second here. You don't get to talk to them again. No, that's right. That's it for me. Retiring after one year. Yep. But October 1st is one year. Oh, that's true. <laughs>